Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Here's what I want to uh, direct our attention today. I want to look at the uh, first reading and the psalm and unpack these these, uh, these texts for us. So the first reading, we have, we hear this line from Solomon, this, this expression, this explosion of astonishment, where the glory cloud has now filled the temple, the Ark of the Covenant has been installed into the heart of the temple, God's glory comes, and now the priests ministering the temple are no longer able to be there because of the overwhelming density of God's glory. And he asks the question, can it indeed be that God dwells on earth? And then David, in the psalm that we just heard, he's praising God's temple. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Like these two Old Testament figures, Solomon, David, they are marveling at what God has done. And these guys thought, they thought they had seen it all. That's the part, right? They thought they had seen it all, but it was like one of those infomercials, right? Where they're like, but wait, there's more, right? Ron Popeil, said it and forget it. Remember that guy? Yeah? I don't know if anybody's awake out there this morning. Okay, all right. Or the other image I had about this was the, um, I don't know, a few years ago, I went hiking with some friends out in, uh, in Arizona, and you're going up this mountain kind of ridge area, and you keep thinking like, there's the top. And you get to the part that you think's the top, and it's a false summit. And you're like, oh, there's so much more. And then you go to the next part, you think that's the top. It's not the top. There's so much more. My point is, Solomon and David, they would never have imagined how the temple that seems like the pinnacle, the everything, they could never have imagined how the temple would be just a mere shadow of what was yet to come. Namely, Our Lady. Our Lady. This is from the Catechism. This is uh, paragraph 2676. In this section, the Catechism is breaking apart the, uh, breaking down the different aspects of the Hail Mary. And so it says this. So the two lines, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Oh, these two phrases, full of grace and the Lord is with thee. Catechism says, these two phrases of the angel's greeting shed light on one another. Mary is full of grace because the Lord is with her. The grace with which she is filled is the presence of him who is the source of all grace. Rejoice, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord your God is in your midst. Mary, in whom the Lord himself has just made his dwelling, is the daughter of Zion in person. The Ark of the Covenant, the place where the glory of the Lord dwells. She is the dwelling of God with men. Full of grace, Mary is wholly given over to him who has come to dwell in her and whom she is about to give to the world. And Mary is the personification of the church. She is the the corporate person. She's the concretization of the bride. That's who she is, the bride of the Lamb, which means that Solomon's astonishment and David's wonder, it's meant to be ours every time we come to Mass. 
Could it really be that God dwells on earth? How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Like we come here and what we witness is the hidden miracle of the glory cloud descending upon the altar to effect the miracle of transubstantiation, right? As Christ, by the power of his spirit, using the instrumental causality of a priest, speaks over the bread and wine and transforms them into his body and blood. Christ, the, the cosmic word, the logos, the cosmic word is everywhere present in creation. Christ, as the glorified word, sits at the right hand of the Father. And Christ, as the incarnate word, is here. He's there. Like, he's right here. He's right here. You've heard me share this before, but it bears repeating the... The Basilica of the Nativity, or the Basilica of the Annunciation in Nazareth, where the friars who pray the Angelus every day, you know, of course, the Angelus is the dialogue of Mary and the angel Gabriel, the, the strophe that goes, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. There, at the Basilica of the Annunciation, they add the word hic, because they pray it in Latin, et verbum caro hic, factum est, and the Word was made flesh here, here. And right beneath the altar, under the excavations of the ancient ruins of what was the home of Nazareth, you see beneath the altar, it's an inscription that says the exact same thing. Et verbum caro hic factum est. We could have that same inscription upon our altar. Because it's true. Because we are within the womb of Our Lady. As the Holy Spirit descends upon the altar, the Word becomes flesh, dwells among us here. How lovely is the dwelling place, your dwelling place, Lord mighty God. Amen.